Welcome to Kingdom.Think. Today is Deuteronomy 15, 16, Psalms 87, and John 19. This is a big one because Jesus is going to be crucified. It's always a climactic moment when Jesus is going to be crucified. And we take it lightly because we hear the story so many times. But when you read it and just read it line by line and you really get the impact of it, which obviously I'm not going to read everything to you, but I just want to impress upon you to take the time to really feel what you're reading. Um, so, so Jesus was sentenced to be crucified and Pilate gave him back to the people and, and once more Pilate came out, he said, look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him, a charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, here is the man. So, wow, they are so determined to kill him. And they just said, crucify him, crucify him. But Pilate answered, you, you take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. And the Jewish leaders insisted, we have a law according to the law. We mu he must die because he claimed to be the son of God. Well, when Pilate heard them say that, it must have gave him the chills or something because he heard this and he got even more afraid. Wait, Pilate was afraid? So this whole thing, Pilate knows something's not like, oh my goodness, he... he he doesn't want to have anything to do with this because he's, I believe he's probably thinking this is a spiritual thing here and this man might be God himself and he might be who he says he is. So he's wrestling around with that and he doesn't want to crucify him. But then they said, if you don't kill him, you're not a friend to Caesar because he said he's a king and the only king we have is Caesar. Oh, those manipulators, they twisted his mind. And so Pilate said, fine, crucify him. So Jesus is taken to be crucified, and it is absolutely dreadful. The other thing is Pilate put um, king of the Jews, and, and the priests obviously were upset. He's not, the key. He's not our king. So <laughs> ah, that's funny. Um, okay, so then they're dividing up the clothes. Who is there? Mary, mother of Jesus. Mary, the wife of Clopas. Mary Magdalene. They were all there. Um, so because the next day was the Sabbath, they didn't want these people hanging from the cross. So they said, break all their legs and get them down. And they broke the legs of the other two guys. And when they got to Jesus, they were like, okay, he's already dead. So we don't need to break his legs. So what they did is they pierced his, pierced his, the side of his body and it flowed with blood and water. So just the details to prove that Jesus really did die. It, he was dead on the cross. Um, and then, of course, we know that he was given the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. Um, he, this man had this, he was a wealthy man, had a tomb, and he, he asked if Jesus could use that, or if he could have Jesus' body to bury him and give him a proper burial. Um, yeah, so, Wow. What is up with these people who wanted to crucify Jesus? I know it had to happen. It's part of the story. Jesus had to die on the cross so that we no longer had to obey quite in detail those Old Testament laws to get to God himself. Jesus was the final sacrifice and it's right here. So powerful, so amazing. So that doesn't mean when we read the Old Testament, it's just good history. Nope. 
the principles still apply. The um, We could see our life in the life of the Israelites. The, the Israelites are a tool for us to see uh, the character of God. So much is to be said about the Old Testament. But right here, this is what people hang everything on, is this crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. So true. But to really know the heart of God, you have to get into the Old Testament. So here we are in Psalms 87. Now, I'm going to read this to you because it's a short one. And I want you to understand this is why people struggle to read the Bible sometimes because they go, I don't get it. It made no sense. So let me just read it. And it's not going to make tons of sense. Watch this. He has founded his city in the whole... On the holy mountain, the Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the other dwelling of Jacob. Glorious things are said to you, city of God. I will record Rahab and Babylon among those who acknowledge me. Philistia too and Tyre along Cush. And I will say, this one was born in Zion. Indeed, the Zion, it will be said. This one... And that one was born in her, and the Most High himself will establish her. The Lord will write in this register of the peoples. This one was born in Zion. As they make music, they will sing. All the fountains are in you. Okay, so what is he saying? You could just kind of read over it and go, I don't get it. But is it a prophetic thing? Is he talking about the future when Jesus comes? He was born in Zion, this one. Um, and who was saying this? It's not David's prayer. It's actually the sons of Korah. So it's the Levitical ancestors, the priests that are, that made this song. Are they talking about the past? Are they talking about individual people? So the, when they mention the the countries, the Philistia, the Tyre and the Cush and Babylon, is he saying that there's people in each one of those towns or is he being prophetic? Are, are they a representation of people who are not Jews Anybody who's not a Jew is a Gentile. Are they representing that? Or are we really talking about when Jesus comes? So so let's just entertain that for a second. It's Jesus comes. He was, um, he was born. Let's see. He was founded. He has founded his city on the holy mountain. So God founded a city on the holy mountain. Glorious things are said of you, city of God. I will record. Okay, so then the Gentiles... Um, this one was born in Zion. Is that Jesus? Indeed, of Zion, it will be said, this one and that one were born in her, and the Most High himself will establish her. Hmm. The Lord will write in the register of the peoples, this one was born in Zion. Is he talking about Jesus? And are those groups of people, everybody who's not a Jew, that because of Jesus, they can get God, they can have access to God too, and have eternal life. Oh, so good. So poetic, and honestly, when you're just reading the Bible and you're reading it casually and you're expecting to get something from it, you know, it's like we read the Bible. Okay, it's not a story to just get. Yes, it does that too, but it's to feed your soul. Like, even if you just read through that chapter and you didn't understand it, that's okay because it is spirit led, spirit fed, and it'll feed your soul. So, I hope you understood that one because sometimes I read Psalms and I'm like, what did I just read? So, I had to dig a little bit deeper. Okay, moving on to Deuteronomy 15, 16. What is Moses trying to teach the Israelites now? Mm. Moses is teaching them what God said about canceling debt on the seventh year. Wouldn't that be cool? So if there was any debts in those six years on the seventh year, all debts are cleared. <laughs> um, but then like, what if you made a debt on the sixth year and then is it seven years from that or is it the actual seventh year? 
I think it's the actual seventh year that everyone clears debt. I'm not totally sure, but isn't that an interesting concept? So, so then maybe that's why auto loans are often five years. Anyways, because they want to get it paid before the seventh year because all debts are cleared. That's just being funny. But okay, so he's got this system about, um, and if you do this, God will bless you. Maybe he just doesn't want people being able to control others that much. So it's like everyone needs a clean slate on the seventh year. He also talks about uh, freeing slaves, servants. If any of you, not slaves, but servants, if any of you, if any of your people, Hebrew men or women, sell themselves to you and serve you six years in the seventh year, you must let them go free. And when you release them, do not send them away empty handed. <laughs> Supply them liberally from the, your flock, your threshing floor, and your wine press. Give to them as the Lord your God has blessed you. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and the Lord your God redeemed you. That is why I give you this command. So, yes. Um, but they can also choose to stay with you. Also, setting apart the firstborn of your animals as a sacrifice. Okay, moving on to Deuteronomy 16. We're going to talk about the Passover. So they celebrate the Passover. The month of Aviv, Aviv celebrate the Passover. And basically, it's, it's to commemorate, to remember, to honor um, when the... When death passed over, remember they took the blood of the lamb and they put it over the doorpost when they were slaves in Egypt. And when death passed through Egypt, it did not hurt anyone inside the home. So that's what Passover is. That's what it represents. And so they still celebrate that to this day. Powerful stuff. And yeah, he's, and Moses says, if you honor these things, you will be blessed. They still honor it to this day. Okay, so... Yeah, a lot of things changed after Jesus came and t came and died on the cross, but some things didn't, and they're still blessed for some of the principles that they used. So the festival of weeks, um, it's like the festival of harvest. He talks about that. We've already mentioned this in previous books, but Moses is reminding them. I think he's like summarizing the festival of tabernacle. We talked about that. And then Moses also said, whenever you have a group of people, put good judges in because there's going to be conflict among the people. And you have to have good judges. And then he goes through, this is what it takes to be a good judge. And he said, do not accept a bribe. For a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and twists the words of the innocent. Well, we know that's true. Not to go into great detail, but we know. We know that's what they're doing in our current government. And unfortunately, it's all behind the scenes. It's all, you know, secretive. But it totally blinds the people to what is right and what is true. So there you have it. Deuteronomy 15, 16, Psalms 87, John 19. Go back and read. Really meditate on that. It is beautiful, awesome, and there. Hope you enjoyed that. Have a great day.